Welcome to Farming God, a show on America's changing spiritual values. Fifth grade was safe. We spent our days in the same classroom with the same kids sitting at the same desks. We ate lunch as fast as we could and sat still and basically held our breaths until we were dismissed for recess. When Minnesota spring began peeking through the melting snow, rumor began to spread that next year, in middle school, there would be no recess. I had never heard of something so outlandish in my ten years on this earth, but who was there to turn to? The student council was under the iron fist of Mr. Fieber. My teacher was just a long-term substitute, so she had no pull, and I didn't even know where the middle school was. Sixth grade began as terrifying as I ever imagined. I was dumped by Erica Kubitschek, a love interest I had spoken to three times during our romantic affair. Well, ten times if instant messenger counts, eleven including the postcard from D.C., twelve if we consider the time I mouthed hey from across the dance floor, then retreated to the locker room that reeked of axe body spray and nervous farts one of which I was responsible. Without the emotional support of my better half, sixth grade was taxing. We had six different teachers, each of who demanded an array of folders, notebooks, textbooks, not to mention the auxiliary calculators, colored pencils, sticky notes, highlighters, protractors, compasses, all stored safely within our combination lockers. Three spins right, two spins left, one spin right. I spend the first half of each class calming down from the stress of my previous locker visit, and the second half of class worried about the next transition period. If seventh graders were passing through our hall, I may as well have set my books down, pressed my overheated forehead against the cool locker aluminum, and accepted the tardy mark I was due to receive. By the end of quarter one, I realized that with proper planning, I could carry my materials with me, limiting my locker visits to two per day. So I stuffed my binder under my right armpit, gripped my social studies and science textbook with my right hand, and with my left arm, pinned the oversized math and English texts against my chest. When needed, I dangled the protractor and compass from my pointer finger. These were new tools, and I felt wise using them. We were studying basic geometry and trigonometry. The angles of triangles equal 180, quadrangles 360, etc. New concepts came into existence like rhombus, arc, isosceles, and the parallelogram. On the long chalkboard in the front of Mr. Moore's classroom, he drew two parallel sides then gave the sides a top and a bottom, also parallel, completing the parallelogram. But Mr. Moore kept drawing, extending the sides with a dotted line up and down. The top and bottom extended as well, left and right. Opposite sides, he said, would go on forever and never intersect. I imagined the lines continuing through my known universe, Forest Lake, Maplewood, White Bear, they would never touch, remaining eight inches apart through Shoreview, Richfield, and Stillwater. Even if they left the eastern suburbs and beamed all the way to Minneapolis, they would never meet. 
Rural and suburban Minnesota were the extent of my world. Going into the Twin Cities was a rare occasion, but like every Minnesota family, I went at least once a year for the state fair. Last week, I returned to the great Minnesota get-together and spoke with some people. I'm, I'm Jeremiah, and I sell uh, pearl necklaces. So people get to pick any of these pearls or oysters in here. I'll crack them open for you. All right, yeah, put them in nice, cool necklace like this one here. This one had the pearl, the case, and the chain for $24.99. Otherwise, we have a ton of variety for $29.99. Uh, yeah. Where do you get like the shark teeth? Do you do shark teeth too? Yep, uh, the shark teeth are right around the corner here, and we actually get them uh, from all over. Anywhere that has a shark, a lot of the time sharks, every time they take a bite, they drop two or three teeth. Really? Yep, that's why there's so many of them. Cool. After a big storm, they all wash up on shore, and there's professional shark teeth catchers or whatever you want to call them. They go out and they go ahead and collect them. Start off with this one here, you get the pearl, the case, and the chain for $24.99. Otherwise, we have a ton of variety ones around the right here. Don't need no baggage. You. Jack Dean. Um, I'm going to school right now at the University of St. Thomas uh, and studying computer science. Uh, so I'm volunteering for uh, Matt Dean for governor, uh, working on the booth, uh, and I, <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit of an outlier here because uh, I'm his son. So yeah, so I've been involved in his campaign since before he's had a campaign. Uh, yeah, so I've been working on this campaign for 14 years. 15, 16 years. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm 19. So yeah, the majority of my life. How has it been having dad in local politics? It's um, it's interesting. It uh, you know, it's uh, it can create interesting scenarios because like when um. My dad's a Republican, which means his stance on, uh, you know, a lot of uh, hard unionization is, um, you know, he, he doesn't want that to happen. And, uh, you know, the teachers uh, union is like the biggest union in Minnesota, right? So um, <clears throat> when my dad was working, you know, basically against the unions and their, their spread, uh, my teachers, uh, <laughs> they did not act as amicably towards me as they did before. So yeah, just like little little things like that. I mean, but a lot of it is just, you know, saying like, Dean, where do I know that name before? I've seen yard signs of that, right? Or, you know, just, just small stuff like that. Most of it isn't contentious. Contemptuous? Contentious? Oh. So obviously, like left, right, Republican, Democrat is very uh, in our face right now in right. the political situation. Mm -hmm. How do you feel yourself as a Republican dealing with that divide that you kind of see? Well, it's. Um, 
it's easier to you know look for common ground than to I mean I I would prefer to look for common ground I guess than to you know just yell at the other side I you know like discussing things with people that I don't agree with um, and uh, I, I don't like you know where it's gone where you get shouted down if you have a different opinion especially if you're doing or if you're expressing that in you know a civilized you know and in, in what you think you know to be a rational way but um, you know you find people everywhere that are willing to talk and that's always a good feeling you know obviously you're, you're never going to be right a hundred percent of the time and if you stop if you stop listening to you know people that you don't agree with you're going to be wrong and no one's going to call you on it so i'm matt dean i serve in the minnesota house of representatives i'm the chair of the health and human services finance committee and uh running for governor in 2018 and uh, I'm running as a Republican. Hello there. How are you, sir? Ma'am, nice to see you. It's very easy to get involved in political races. People think that it's very distant and for some cases it might be, but uh, for most uh, races it gra it's grassroots. We got people who are you know, not paid on staff. Everybody's volunteering. All the kids that you see working in the booth here uh, are volunteers and they're here because they want to be here and they want to become part of the process doing a lot of grassroots outreach and we're going to be part of a, an endorsing convention with a little over 2,000 delegates and people can run to be those delegates or they can help other people become delegates to choose who our party's nominee is going to be for governor and that's the endorsing convention and that's what we're spending a very uh, large amount of time doing. Obviously like the idea of a, a national divide is in the discussion, just or in the feel of people. Uh, how do you want to contribute or bridge that? You know, that's something you see when you turn on the television and when you pick up the newspaper, but actually what I see when I'm out here at the fair is lots of moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas that want uh, good schools and safe streets and they want good opportunities for their families. They really don't care about the partisanship in uh, Washington, D.C. They care about their families and they want to improve things here. And uh, we, we talk about local values and connections and trying to improve things here in our state. And that's a good thing. And people are really behind that. I haven't heard very much negativity at all. So.
I didn't speak with the guy sporting the Obama button that read, Do you miss me yet? Or listen to the people at the Make Minnesota Great Again booth. I tried to interview a Democratic candidate, but she wouldn't speak with me on tape. But it's okay. I'd prefer the Minnesota State Fair remain the great Minnesota get-together I knew in my childhood. A wise man once told me that kids are really just miniature adults, preloaded with the same fears and anxieties of their larger counterparts. But if kids are just miniature adults, adults are just large kids, some still unable to get past the dotted lines on Mr. Moore's parallelogram, never meeting, going on forever to Eden Prairie, Edina, Shakopee, Egan, Burnsville, Osseo, Plymouth, Wyzetta, Minnetonka, Hopkins, Chanhassen, Lakeville, Golden Valley, St. Louis Park, But I'm not ending another show like this. I have a solution. If you just turn the combination two clicks counterclockwise and yank up hard enough, the locker will pop right open. That way, next time you're sitting in Mr. Moore's class, you'll be relaxed and able to see that those dotted lines are only hypothetical, a simple distraction from the symmetrical beauty that lies within. Hit it, Brian! Hit it, Brian!